Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 104 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts. And first of all, I hope that you all had a wonderful Easter Sunday yesterday and that you're all enjoying your Easter Monday today. I will be honest, for many of you, it will feel like a normal day, even though it is a bank holiday and you can't go anywhere at this time as we are just to our new normal. But uh, I hope you enjoy it nonetheless and, uh, you know, remember the uh, wonderful uh, events which we have been commemorating over this weekend. Um what I'm going to do today is, as I usually do on a Monday, we're going to go revert back to our normal schedule where we cover the Come Follow Me materials for the majority of the week. But on the Monday, we do something a little bit different. And uh, it fe it seems right that we uh, begin looking at the Bicentennial proclamation, proclamation to the World, the Restoration of the Fullness of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Firstly, I want to have a little look at the title itself. Uh, the restoration of the fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ is a bit of a mouthful, but it's important that every part is there. The restoration indicating that the, the gospel that we that we teach and that we learn is the same gospel that Christ had, just restored back to its full glory uh, of the fullness, and again indicating that it's the full uh, gospel, and it has not just various parts, but it is all complete. And then it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It could have said the fullness of the gospel, but of course, as we know from uh, President um, Nelson's remarks on Saturday evening, we are still trying to make sure that the name of Christ is in all that the church does. Uh, in, when he, and that was stated when he introduced the new logo of the church, which of course has the Christus statue. Um, so that was important. Um, and the subtitle, A Bicentennial Proclamation to the World, again, putting it in the same standing as the Family Proclamation to the World, uh, but indicating the importance of the event uh, with which it came forth in. Uh, so what we're going to do today is we're going to look, I think, at the first four paragraphs and just uh, indicate uh, and discuss and uh, draw on a few scriptures and quotes from general authorities about where these uh, ideas came from and why they're so important to have in this, what is now for the whole world, a summary of the key points of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The first paragraph says, we solemnly proclaim that God loves his children in every nation of the world. God the Father has given us the divine birth, the incomparable life, and the infinite atoning sacrifice of his beloved son, Jesus Christ. By the power of the Father, Jesus rose again and gained the victory over death. He is our saviour, our exemplar, and our Redeemer. Firstly, I just would love to know uh, the revelation process of this um, proclamation, because I love how each paragraph, and you'll see this as we begin to go through, each paragraph breaks down a key component of this restoration story, if you like. Um, and I love how, as, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see if each of the 12 apostles and the first presidency were given a... Um, a specific topic to write about and create a paragraph about. I mean, there's only nine paragraphs, but, uh, you know, it's just a, a thought because this focuses, rightly so, on Christ. And again, with the uh, comments which President Nelson said in the, the Saturday evening session, it rightly should do so. Any passage or any, you know, quotation or proclamation about the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ must begin with the Saviour Jesus Christ. Uh, President, uh, in... In Ether 4, uh, 17 to 18, it says, Therefore, when ye shall receive this record, ye may know that the work of the Father is commenced upon all the face of the land. Therefore, repent all ye ends of the earth, and come unto me, and believe in my gospel, and be baptized in my name. 
For he that is believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned, and signs that fo shall follow them that believe in my name. Again, the Saviour's name is key in all of this. President Nelson in April 2020 in the talk called Opening the Heavens for Help, which was his Saturday evening address, said, quote, We have gone to these extraordinary efforts because when we remove the Lord's name from the, from the name of his church, we inadvertently remove him as the central focus of our worship and our lives. When we take the Saviour's name upon us at baptism, we commit to witness by our words, thoughts and actions that Jesus is the Christ, close quote. Very important first paragraph. The second paragraph says this, 200 years ago, on a beautiful spring morning in 1820, young Joseph Smith, seeking to know which church to join, went into the woods to pray near his home in upstate New York, USA. He had questions regarding the salvation of his soul and trusted that God would direct him. Um, what I love about this is that it includes the reference um, to the fact that he went to have his salvation of his soul obviously he wants to know which church to join we learn later in the uh, 1838 account which we have in the uh, pearl of great price but there is also reference to the fact that he had questions regarding the salvation of his soul that was the key reason why he went uh, and this indicates or refers to other accounts of the first vision and what i didn't realize which i was pleased to see is that within the gospel library app we we now have a number of things around the first vision uh, including uh, the different first-hand accounts of the prophet Joseph Smith. I have read these myself on the Joseph Smith Papers website, but they are now, like, I don't know how long they've been there, probably around the time when President Nelson invited us to uh, study the first vision uh, six months ago. Between then and now, I imagine it's been put there. But uh, we have the different accounts in there, as well as links to the podcast uh, series uh, about the first vision. Um in the first account, which was around summer 1832, it says this, quote, Thus from the age of 12 years to 15, I pondered many things in my heart concerning the situation of the world of mankind, the contentions and divisions, the wickedness and abominations and the darkness which pervaded the minds of mankind. My mind became exceedingly distressed, for I became convicted of my sins, and by searching the scriptures I found that mankind did not come unto the Lord, but that they had apostatized from the true living faith, and there was no society or denomination that was built upon the gospel of Jesus Christ as recorded in the New Testament. I felt to mourn for my own sins and for the sins of the world, for I learned that in the scripture, scriptures that God was the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that he was no respecter of persons, for he was God. Close quote. Really important uh, messages there of why Joseph Smith went to pray. He prayed for his own salvation. He recognised that there was no denomination on the earth that taught the full gospel as taught in the New Testament, and he felt scared for his own soul. Um, in the next paragraph, it says, In humility we declare that in the answer to his prayer, God the Father and his Son Jesus Christ appeared to Joseph and inaugurated the restitution of all things as foretold in the Bible. In this version, vision, he learned that following the death of the original apostles, Christ's New Testament church was lost from the earth. Joseph would be instrumental in its return. I think it's important to refer to the Old Testament references uh, that there would be a falling away. Hence why we've got this within this paragraph of um, God the Father and the Son Jesus Christ appearing to him. Uh, he had this uh, reference of the falling, falling away from the true church. In 2 Thessalonians 2.3 we read, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there shall be a falling away first. 
is that there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. In 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, it says, For the time will come when they shall when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and and shall be turned unto fables. Uh, so we have there the important references in the old Test in the New Testament itself about how there would be a falling away and people would fall from the full truth for a time. Um, what I found interesting is that there was no reference to um, the influence of Satan um, trying to hinder his progress. But again, in that same sense, there was also um, there's no reference to how he reads James one five or any particular details. And I suppose that there isn't a, a you know there's not a point of trying to hide anything. But it's just the fact they don't want this to be a, a, a an essay length <laughs> document. They want it to be a readable size. Uh, for anyone who is interested and those that can go go and take then the time to find out more they will find those details um i just thought that was an, an important point to make that the things that are not included are not for a particular reason other than to reduce the size of this uh, proclamation so i had intended to go through the first four paragraphs but we are coming up to the 10 minute mark so i'll save the fourth paragraph uh and others uh, for later but i am so um, impressed with this document it is truly um, from on high and it's something which we should be making sure that we study and we um, have in our hearts as we go out into the world eventually and uh, share these things with, other, with, with others <clears throat> it is a wonderful missionary tool the right size and has the right details and focuses on the saviour so that we can truly uh, feel of his spirit in it I hope you enjoyed the study today. Please share what you've been uh, doing, studying in the book, in the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, or you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.